0: Listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot.
1: Hey, welcome to another episode of the Black Guy Who Tips podcast. I'm your host, Rod, joined as always by my co-host, Karen. And we are live on a Tuesday, ready to do some podcasting uh, the day before Valentine's Day. Mm -hmm. For all those lovers out there, the official weapon of the show is and the unofficial sport and bullet ball extreme um and you know how we do guys we're just here to do a little bit of talking a little bit of podcasting with everybody and stuff Mm -hmm. um and you know just like the big professionals do it you know i'm sure that we have plenty of banter and stuff the last aid of uh Spotify ads. Mhm. Like we'll still have ads in the show but the third party ads <laughs> that just are uh, randomly put in there but us doing the read for mm-hmm. hey Spotify for podcaster Today is the last day that it's that'll be the last on the show. I, I, I kind of enjoy doing those. I enjoy those sketches. It's good yes. practice for writing and improv and yes. you make a good
2: team. Flexing flexin my muscles because sometimes I won't even come up with the ideas. Exactly. It was fun. <laughs> so I do not miss that. Me too. Uh, what else is going on? How's your day? My day has been uh, good. Uh, It's the day before the NBA All Star break. For those of you that are NBA fans, you get ready to be NBA All Star weekend. Let's go! I I love All Star
1: Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And uh, I, I was wrong. We play a game tomorrow against the Hawks.
2: Oh, so tomorrow's the last day. So I think tomorrow is like
1: games, and then. Thursday does no games, and then oh. Friday they have you know that celebrity basketball and the rookie game and all that stuff. Then Saturday is skills night, three point contest, dunks, all that stuff, and then Sunday is the all star game. Kind of snuck up on us. I, I don't, I don't feel like it's always the weekend after the Super Bowl, but maybe Mm-mm. I'm wrong.
2: I don't know, and it, it hadn't been because uh, uh, the Super Bowl is like uh it's like a week off because it used to be like the first sunday and now it's like the second sunday oh because they added extra week to the playoffs yeah so they so they greedy so ass it,
1: nfl so it pushed everything
2: back i think it's been mm. like just the last like one like two okay now nah, it makes sense
1: i forgot that the nfl added that extra playoff game because the nfl players have a weak union and uh they totally folded when it came to uh Adding an extra week to the season and extra week to the playoffs, but you know, uh, or extra, you know, team, extra
2: week to the season. Yeah, because we used to get like a break and then it would be like NBA All-Star weekend. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, it's just something, hey, something else on TV. It'll be all right. I'm not complaining at all. And uh, we we'll probably end up talking about this mowing balls deep, but the one is just some trades. I'm excited. And we've won two games in a row. I'm very excited about that. And just the chemistry and the makeup of the teams. And, um, let's go Hornets. I'm, I am really, uh, excited it's giving me something to look forward to. And a lot of the players that came to our team was like, bitch, we can play time. So they like, we going hard, we playing. So and they playing without, like, some of them come from situations where like,
1: they were playing with Luca, and regardless of how people feel about Luca, you know, like he shoots a lot and he has the ball a lot. I'm not saying if I was him, I'd be passing the ball a lot, but I can see how they get here. LaMelo's hurt, and people are passing the ball around, and mm-hmm. you're you a good player, and you're finally getting minutes, um, and we need the help, and uh, yeah, they're for veterans. It's, it's, it's a it's a great thing. I, yeah, it's more of a ball's deep thing, but yeah, it's, it's been fun. We're on a 2-0 winning streak, which we haven't had since November uh, because of all the injuries and everything. Mm-hmm. And so I've, I've been enjoying it. It's fun basketball, and 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 we're we're not supposed to be winning, so it's just fun watching us play and win.
2: Yes, yes, and it's fun and just watching. Uh, we didn't go to the game last night. Went to the uh, first one they won, and it was really, really uh, fun. The vibe in the building is completely different, like from the crowd and the audience and things like that. I think some of the crowd was almost surprised. They were like, "Oh shit, we in the game! Oh shit, we up!" Like you could almost feel the crowd almost. It's almost like holding and baited breath. It's like, okay, we've been up before. We're going to fold in the third quarter. We're going to stop playing defense. And I was like, oh, shit, you're trying to win this bitch. And the energy in the building changed. So, you know, I am here and I'm enjoying it. And I am makes me even more excited uh, for the next uh, season of uh, of basketball, even though I know this is midterm, we probably won't be baking to nobody's playing or nothing like that. So I'm just excited just going and watching, you know, the rest of the games for the season.
1: Uh people say life is short, but those people probably never tried to do a plank. Life is long. <laughs> a minute is a long time say that again it's a very long very long time your I mind know, is like is this at, shit
2: up where we went
1: <laughs> i keep looking at the clock and it's like why is it not a minute yet it feels like it should have been a minute um and it's not a minute it's, And it just uh anyway uh, that's, I that was just thinking about that.
2: <laughs> yes, I feel you. I've been, uh, lifting some weights and stuff with Roderick and that's been fun. I think I need to go up in my weights. I was scared, so I got, like, the, the lightest weights, but apparently it's not, it's too light. <laughs>
1: so yeah, I- if you're not getting somewhat sore after, and especially the day after or so, then it's probably not enough weight because you just you know it's almost like if you just went in there and stretched to just only move your hands Mm. and i know you're using five pound kettlebells or whatever Mm -hmm. but they have eight they have Mm ten and you kind of just go up till you find the right weight and you feel that resistance i know you know she told me to kind of experiment with some of them like if it's too easy get something a little heavier if it's too hard go down a little bit you're just trying to find a you're trying to find a thing that you can complete all your sets in, um, with good form and all that stuff. And, you know, I had to use some of that stuff she said today, like, um, I was doing dumbbell. I was, no, I was doing, uh, kettlebell bench presses, um, which is like an individual thing or whatever. And man, I got to that third set with the, I want to say 30 pound ones cause it was, you know, and, Like, I got through the first 10, and then the last five, I was like, uh, I'm breaking down. And I was like, okay, (laughs) let me sit it down. Then I went and got the – oh, no, I think I was doing 25 pounds. And I went and got the 20-pound one and did 15 with the 20-pound one, which is, you know, honestly, it means I probably lifted more weight and did more than I Mm would have done because I did Mm -hmm. try it. But she was like, don't force yourself, and then don't just, like – be like, okay, well let me do two. All right, stop. Let me do three. Like she was like, try you want to do a weight, you can do all fifteen. So, you know, it's been cool learning uh all this stuff about uh the machines in their building and all that stuff. And um I told her she she has this thing, it's called a sled and I, I think I've talked about it. You like push it and pull it and it has like a lot of weight. Like you put you can add weight to it. And so um, the first time the, the sled is a hundred pounds and then you put like a 45 pound weight on it. That's like a hundred
2: pounds by itself. Yes. Wow.
1: So some people just push and pull just a sled. You don't have to okay. put weight on it. But, um, and it's kind of, if you put it on the carpet in the Y, it's kind of like pushing a, it's like you're pushing something that has resistance, but not enough to, where you're really, really working hard. Right. But then you keep adding weight and you will work hard. And the first one I did, and it was like really easy, and she was like, oh, got to add some more weight. And so she's, I think I'm up to 200 pounds now or something like that. Oof. But you have to, like, push it. Then you put a belt on your back and you walk backwards with it, which is the hardest part for mm. me because you're not using your arms at all. You're just only using the your, your muscles in the back of your legs mm. and your back. And you're going back. And, and that you know, as, as I do it, you know, wears you down or whatever. But she said, you know. I know I'm going to be doing that shit every Friday. So we don't have a sled here. And Mm -hmm. she has suggested that I do the sled before whatever I'm doing that day. So if I'm doing cardio, do the sled first. If I'm doing weightlifting, do the sled a few times. It says it really activates all the muscles in your body, blah, blah, blah. But because we've been going to the apartment and we don't have a sled here, I hit her up and she gave me some suggestions on other stuff we can do or i can do i guess mm-hmm. to, to and when i don't have a sled right. so you know it was just something i thought of It was a little thing that i was just like oh yeah i wonder because i was about to drive to the y just to do just a sled and she was like no nah, just do this thing with the dumbbells and you'll be fine but uh yeah it's been a it's been a learning experience and uh you know it's easier when uh like a lot of people will say, it's easier when you have a partner to do the weights because then between sets you can rest while they do theirs, mm-hmm. Um and all that stuff. And I just I pay a lot of attention to what she teaches me, so it's kind of easy to show you what I'm learning so
2: far. Yeah, like I said, I don't I don't know, and it's probably just me in my own mind. I don't know if I'm any good at it or anything, but I I don't am, think it's a be like... good at it type of thing. <laughs> I'm giving it I'm giving A for effort
1: uh well maybe it'll increase your confidence in yourself because it's not a be good at it thing it's not like basketball you look up and go i hate this many shots (laughs) right um but you know it's like a form thing and you know the ability to do it and that kind of stuff so you know i at least from you know you've been doing what she what i'm showing you and and that looks like what she showed me so Mm -hmm. you know um but yeah we've been doing that anything else Mm -mm. All right, well, let's get into the show show
0: Psycho.
1: Psycho music So, the fallout from Monique continues. Okay. Yeah. What happened? So, her son, the estranged son that Shannon Sharp brought up
2: in the interview. Okay, I remember somebody was talking about it, but I didn't uh, 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 listen to anything like that. If it was like a video or something, he he said something on Twitter or something.
1: Well, that's what I'm here for. I'm about to tell everybody that. Thank you. Uh, (laughs) So... Oh, we've only been doing thousands of episodes, guys. Why
2: do I always
1: act surprised? Like he can't go tell. I just me. brought it up out of no reason. Anyway, moving on. Joe Biden. Um. So, um, Monique's oldest son, Shalon. Um, he was Shannon Sharp. Uh, I guess he came up within that interview and. She said how she was praying to the universe to, you know, help fix that relationship and all this stuff. And so her son, who is a stand-up comedian, I guess as well, I I don't know his work like that. Okay. He put out like a nine-minute video. And what I thought was funny, look, I'm just going to say right now, there are so many fucking agendas with this Monique shit. And I don't – I feel like every – everything someone says pisses somebody else off yes it does and it's because everyone is so deep in there like i need a hero i need a villain uh these people are terrible these people are great mm-hmm. i and and i'm mostly err on the side of just trying to be fair to people i think a lot of times the group think is wrong about mm-hmm. shit you know i think a lot of times um people people are You know, they got shadows and they got lights in them. It's not all one, one or the other for most people. Agreed. Um, And I think the internet generally trends towards wanting to think, people especially celebrities are just terrible
2: but yeah no matter what they do it's terrible there's something connected to it there's no way you can be that good there's no way you can be that great you know this is why you know people come out with what i think is a stupid thing if you got x amount of dollars that means you evil that's not always true but you know they like you say it's whatever blank is if you're that whatever equation y'all have made up online you ain't shit no matter what you do. You can't redeem yourself. You can't come back. Your mistakes are forever. Like, it it, it just logically doesn't make sense. They're just human beings like everybody else, but because they're celebrities and we always see them and because of jealousy and all these other internal things that the general public kind of put on to them, we feel certain ways and we project, which we have the right to do, but it doesn't mean that everybody has to agree with it. Yeah, I think
1: it's a deep-seated thing that, the average person does have jealousy and envy of you know people that have a lot of stuff mm-hmm. and by a lot of stuff i don't even mean money you know it's fame attention that's currency in today's economy as well yes it um is. and for a lot of those people i feel like we need a reason to feel like the reason that i'm not rich and famous is because i'm a good person and the reason that anyone else is rich and famous is because they're a bad person because then I don't have to say I'm not talented. I don't have to say I'm not working hard enough. I don't have to say that right. maybe I'm not a nice person. I don't have to say I don't have charisma. I don't have to say, you know, and mostly I don't have to say that that person is actually a human being that is doing the best they can. And right. and and possibly not a evil motherfucker. They may have gotten lucky. They may have had the right break. They may have, whatever right. it is. But because I know it's not going to happen to me, I'm going to say they're a shitty person. And then of course you have the aspirational folks that are other side of the coin who are like, I want to be all those things so those people are great people and I think the conflict between that first group of people and that second group of people is what creates so much division and, and makes us entrenched into like these people are bad and these people are good because, you know, we all know those people that are like, Elon Musk must be a great person he has a lot of money. And you're like you're a fucking idiot (laughs) you know what I mean so but then it's like because all people that have a lot of money are bad people you know and and vice versa so anyway um the point I was making though is like Oprah and Tyler Perry could have done her wrong in that situation uh with Precious and she's holding that Mm -hmm. however many years it's been I think someone said 17 but however many years it's been she's gonna hold that against them for the rest of their lives probably and Unless they apologize in the exact way that she would like, she is going to forever bring it up. I don't think she's comfortable with the judgment and everything that comes with that. It seems.
2: But if you have that stance, that's what you need to stand in. And what do you mean? like, like, like if she said that you need to be comfortable with everything else that comes with put being 10 toes down and saying, this is how I feel. Like, yeah, like I mean, so
1: that's the thing though. Like you can still not, you can still feel that it's unfair. So like if I said, for example, I don't fuck with X celebrity, like whoever this celebrity is. And all of a sudden our podcast got taken off of the airwaves somehow. Like, and it's like, well, you just need to be comfortable with the fact that you said that shit. And that celebrity is taking your podcast off the airwaves. I'm not going to, just sit around and be like, I guess it's okay. Like I'm, I'm going to always be like mad about it. Right. I'm probably always going to be feel that it is unfair. The consequences of it. Not that like, so when you say be comfortable, the things in her mind, the things that have been done to her are things that are dis that is discomfort. And she will always express that discomfort.
2: Yes. and, 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 and I'm not arguing with that point. I'm saying you have to, she has the right to feel that way. She has the right to express that. She she has a complete right to do that. And I feel as though when you do that, you also have to say these other things come with it, and I have to deal with those things as, as they come because I have chosen to express my way express myself in this way. And like I say, I'm not fighting you on that. I'm not I'm not saying you don't or you can't but there's consequences to that and you have to go okay i'm i i don't like the consequences and i'm still going to complain and you have to do that too
1: yeah so um at any rate like i and i and i you know and i allow for this for the space and the understanding because i think a lot of people don't do this right i could have a space and understanding for that tyler perry and oprah probably feel wrong by monique And most people won't relate to that because they're just, you know, they're big bang, take little bang. This person's a bad guy. This person's a good guy. But I can absolutely see from their perspective of everyone else and their movies and the people that started them are doing this thing in the industry standard way and you're demanding something that is not industry standard and I feel like you're the one betraying me. You're the one uh, not going along with this plan that is benefiting all of us. Not a plan to benefit just me but you as well and you're deciding to be unorthodox and you know i try to hold back somewhat um when i talk about this topic because i know people how people feel but i have to say at the end of the day a lot of this stuff feels like sydney to me this it feels like this is how he does business the business is the part that always gets fucked up and then monique goes out and is almost like the mouthpiece for both of them at, in these interviews when she's the one being like Oprah and Tyler Perry and and this thing and that thing and this person and that person, and it's and in a lot of it seemed like people and I'm only speculating I don't know, it just seemed like people don't want to do business in the way Sydney does business, and whatever it is he demands for her, they're like, we don't I know right you know whenever all those stories to me which those people will probably never come out because those people are like most people. You're like what monique is doing is 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 not the normal thing this is right. not how most people handle conflict resolution and stuff this is not how people normally handle even disputes. They don't always go public with them of course Twitter loves it of course social media loves it of course podcast listeners love it because it's content it's not right. actually our lives so correct if these people are fucked up and fucking each other up we don't really care about them Mm-mm. you know we can we can say it's about blackness we can say but at the end of the day we don't really fucking care they, they're not us Agreed. and if we had the same conflicts we would probably not handle it that way you know even if you have a platform i know there's a lot of motherfuckers i'm giving grace every goddamn day i get on this mic where well, I'm like, I'm not gonna come out to the world and tell my versions of events of shit that's happened, Mm-mm. just because I don't see, I don't think it's fruitful, and I'm not gonna hide it behind like I'm doing this for black people or whatever. The fuck, mm-hmm. it just so happens that the things that are for black people happen to always benefit you, right? It's mm-hmm. it's, it's it's for black people, so but also I need that check, you know, so. I'm, I'm i'm i try to be wary of my own ego about that shit and and also uh whenever you tell that side the other person got a right to tell their side right Ag- agreed, agreed and when you talk about certain figures we know they won't be telling their side Mm-mm. more than likely kevin hart's not ever gonna come out and say whatever happened with him and Monique. he didn't tell us he gave her money so he you know like to like for all the he's a bad person i hate him type shit If he's the self, you know, gratifying type, he he be the first motherfucker out here. Like I wrote her a check when she was broke. How about that, everybody? I'm a good person, but you know, I didn't know that shit. If he said it, I've never seen it. I'm not saying he never said it, but I've never heard it. Um Oprah and Tyler Perry, even having her in that movie and 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 producing it and putting the money for it. People act like that shit just falls out of this goddamn. Scott, that could have been Octavia Butler, and she would have went to the goddamn festival, and we would have never thought about this shit again, and you wouldn't even be able to use this as a cudgel to bludgeon them and be like, they're terrible people. But because of how she's the one telling the story, and they're probably going to be, quote, unquote, too big to come down and, and tell everybody, well, this is my side of it, and, I, and this is why I don't feel, because it's been long enough for me to go, they probably don't feel they should apologize. It's yeah, been 17 that- years, and they've never said anything, they either feel like this is a distraction or this is like not worth it. Or I don't think I'm the one who's wrong and will never have to hear their side cause they're not going to share it.
2: Correct. And my thing is, I think that they have the right to do that too. Like they have the right to be like, Oh, I'm not going to address this.
1: Yeah. I and
2: don't, I don't think anyone on this
1: podcast is saying opposite of that.
2: Right. And I think that, uh, because people like mess, a lot of people demanded they talk. But you demand more content. They, yes, you demand they talk because you want to know, you know. And like I say, for for me personally, as somebody who has sat back and watched and things like that, it's like nothing's private with her, if that makes sense. Well, we'll get to that because, I, like I said,
1: I've actually been watching this stuff. I think you've kind of opted out of watching any of it. Yes, right. So, and it charges people up. You haven't watched it. You ready to go? You you over there like oh, I got some opinions that that's really the superpower of this whole thing uh i saw people that when this her son put out this nine minute video they were like nine minutes i ain't watching that shit i'm like you watched a three-hour fucking interview you watch you know like Mm -hmm. just say you're on her side and it doesn't matter what the truth is right like that's a that could be facts for some people and i think for me i try to take in the new shit as it happens and i'm swayed by it if it's compelling enough and I won't lie, this sways me somewhat, um, but I mean Dale Hewley brought it up in his video. Everybody was shitting on him, but he was like go talk to her fucking kids if, she's, if it's so goddamn she's the angel, everyone's a sweet baby, she's such a great person, why is she not surrounded by family? Why don't you ever fucking see the family around her? It's just her and that nigga over her shoulder being the mouthpiece, you know? Um, so anyway, uh, her son comes out and basically says since she spoke on me and said that stuff about our relationship um i would like to uh at least set the record straight on my behalf because she hasn't reached out she isn't trying to bridge this gap she's not doing any of the work to repair a relationship that he would categorize as being neglected um and it was it was a video that made me sad like i I like this is that. not I'm not giddy over this shit to be like, aha, let's mm-hmm. take down Monique. It was like a reminder of like, you know, this is a flawed person too that experienced trauma and abuse as a child mm-hmm. and has probably also um had some issues, you know, having a family um that has, you know, had some of those cycles, you know, possibly repeat in her life. It it happens, you know, and a new dude coming into her life in whatever format and then her accrediting all of the positivity in her life to this man that she calls daddy that used to be the friend of the family that this kid probably grew up thinking was like an uncle and now is daddy like that shit fucks with people. Mm-hmm. And he didn't sound, I'm not sad because he sounded bitter or angry or, uh, or whatever. He wasn't like making jokes about it. It didn't even really seem like he was trying to get clout off of it, although Sydney later tries to imply some shit like that. It, it sounded like he was resolute and was like, can y'all just leave me out of it? Like, y'all can go tell all your stories about all the people y'all hate, mm-hmm. but just I would prefer to not, y'all don't have to lie about us being cool or about us working on something or you trying to bridge some type of gap or putting some type of effort for because you haven't put that effort for and you and you've and you've never shown me that love as a mom which is heartbreaking you know uh to hear but uh, i'll let him i'll play some of the video um see i I don't know how long it's gonna be
0: hi (laughs) i am shalon i am a stand-up comedian monique's oldest son um i guess i'd Felt the need to make this video to just provide some context into this false narrative about her praying to the universe, in order to reconcile our relationship or whatever the hell it is. Um, I wrote it all down so that way I don't go all over the place and get emotional or anything like that. I can, so I'm gonna talk like I'm reading a script, but it's just gonna help me kind of stay together. Um, but uh, to address the uh, Club Shay interview that she did, where she states. She prays to the universe in regards to reconciling our relationship. As I stated, um, is odd. Uh, my mother and I both know that that is a very false narrative, and I would like to free her of having to continue telling that lie. Faith without work is dead, and not. Neither-
1: and I think that's an important phrasing, just because um, her whole thing. And this happens every time someone goes on Club Shay Shay gets to tell one side of the story. It's all I tell nothing but the truth. Everyone else is lying. I'm a good person and they're about bad people and people eat that shit up and they be on social media and everywhere the next day. Like that's the facts is they're a good person. Everyone else is a bad person. They told nothing but lie- truth. Everyone else is telling nothing but lies. And I feel like that's why the space Shannon has created is at once. Um, it can be revolutionary, but it's also a very dangerous space especially knowing the pitchforks and the torches that people carry are constantly on social media about
2: yes on social try, media. like they
1: just need a reason to be bad to other people.
2: Yes. And, and especially
1: people they're jealous of celebrities, people that have gossip around them. Um, you know, all these figures, this is why everyone's, oh, they all stole Cat Williams jokes. And it's like, well, how's that? All of them, every, everything he said was true. And, you know, and but they can't, it's the narrative is stronger than the truth. You know, and so I think when he says, "Let me basically stop you from having to keep telling this lie," I feel like that's a purpose, purpose, purposeful point he's making. Mm-hmm. Like you were lying, Miss Miss. I sat up there and told the truth for three hours. That's not true.
0: No one of us cares to put forth any effort to reconcile with the other. Uh, we are separate, as she put it, because she doesn't care to be my mother any more than I care to be her son. Neither one of us uh, has had the desire to reach out to the other in a very long time, and I don't think that either of us anticipates that feeling ever returning. Speaking with my mother directly, in my experience, will either lead to some odd newfound moment of clarity in regards to how she was as my mother, or she retreats back to daddy to move forward with a conversation. And I'm tired of hearing my mother's truths um, newsflash, I'm not sure if people know, but stang- standing in your truth doesn't make you noble. Um, I'm not sure. That's a bar.
1: Mm-mm. I gr- right. But
2: That's t- a bar. Yes, I
1: agree. Especially when we know truth is in quotes because people's truth is subjective. Yes. And when they're telling it, and like I said, you know, Car- Cat Williams, Monique, very chas- charismatic, very smart, very funny. When I see them talking, I am moved to be like, whatever they're saying, I support that. You know what I mean? I sat there and watched three hours of that interview and was like, I want all this to be true for her. You know what I mean? I'm not going to say I sat up there and believed every word. Um, I'm not going to say I sat up there and thought there couldn't be another side of that story where she's not the good guy. But for that three hours, I was like, yeah, sister, go ahead and talk that talk. You know, Um, but at the end of the day, imagine being on the other side of that you know uh the story she tells herself is a her, her it sounds like her life started when she met sydney but i know this is her third husband people have told me she talked like that about the other men in her life before this i don't i, I don't know because i didn't see it myself Mm-mm. but even the way she talks about sydney you would think they were together since they were kids but you know she's kind of like you know he i'm making I'm giving him all the credit for all for everything good in my life from the point that we got together basically and I was thinking about it the undercurrent of that feels weird to me because it's almost like she's saying the stuff she had gotten before then either she was a terrible person or she it wasn't good enough or she was doing bad or something. And she was still Monique before right. she got with Sydney, but right. it, don't, well, it
2: doesn't count.
1: Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. in order for her to be anything, she has to say, He made her everything. And it comes across in interview after interview and after interview. I, more so than anything else, I would say. More so than the Tyler Perry shit to me is her being like, This man here gets all the credit for what you see me do, period. Um, and it's, it's, I'll get to Sydney in a second, but it's, I was thinking about something today. Uh, when it comes to Sydney, I- I'll get to that in a second. But anyway, um, I'll play a little bit more of her son, and I'll, I'll-, I'll summarize the rest.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm sure, people are aware of that. Uh, but responding this way, I feel as though it allows me to say my piece uninterrupted. Um, to those wondering, well, why say something now? I mean, call it a form of therapy for me, I suppose. Um, but when her daddy had intentionally state- stated that they have three sons, but his wife is on the internet talking about the fourth son in a video that has millions of views. That rubbed me the wrong way. Um, But anyway, to inform a child that you are not interested in being a mother at a time when that kid is the only kid that has the potential to lead a child to believe that you are not interested in them specifically
1: uh so like i said i'll summarize basically he goes on to talk about how when she had him i think she was 22 or so but she was younger and she while she did manage to like give him like provide him with like school you know give him grand gesture gifts and stuff she wasn't there and she said it um in other interviews and stuff she wasn't there for him in the day to day stuff that you do as a mom as a parent you know mm-hmm. read, you know reading reading that book t- tucking you in the bed type thing cuz she was chasing celebrity and fame and and working hard and hustling and all that stuff and so she never really connected with him as, as a as a son you know and then from his point of view at least in this you know thing that he posted this video he makes it sound like she at some point told him like i wasn't really trying to be your mom you know like like it was too it was too much for me to try to be your mom and it doesn't to me this doesn't sound like cloud chasing it doesn't sound like you know, maybe I'm being fooled, but it just, it didn't seem like this was his way of like, and now follow me and I'll be opening for so-and-so at Yuck Yucks tonight. Like, it didn't seem like that. It didn't seem like, well, let me hit the like button, subscribe. Like, it felt. Yeah, it sounded like he wouldn't have said a word if they hadn't
2: said anything about him.
1: Right. And also, you know, I think we're so dismissive of people's mental health when it's on a group we don't want to be uh, empathetic for. And I think. Right. Him being a black man, who he has, you know, he has kids now, and they, she's not interested in being their grandmother and stuff like that. People got every conspiracy other than the, what I think looks kind of, kind of obvious, which is that he was hurt by a lack of, at least, perception of a lack of love from his mother figure, his mother, right? And that's a pain and a wound that. Many motherfuckers are walking around with, but we just make it sound like, well, nigga, you grown now or whatever. Get over it or whatever. Yeah, and, and it's and it's <laughs> and it's not that uh it's not that simple. Well, and especially hypocritical to me if you get over it, but you've been team Monique should never get off of Oprah's net. Then yeah. then to me, I'm like, what the fuck what is even your what is even your stance on anything?
2: Right. And it's also, you know, one of the things where uh being a parent is complicated and the only person that gets to determine if you're a good parent or not is that child because that child has to live with you live with you being there not being there being absent they they're they're the one that has to go through missed birthdays or being there on their birthdays and graduations and all those things and when children are younger they don't actually care about money and gifts what they care about is your time like your time is very valuable until they get to a certain age and then they kind of want to go off and do their own thing
1: and it's hard to be a parent i'm sure i'm not Mm -hmm. we're not kid parents you know like i'm not i don't want to belittle this and a lot of people i mean you look at the way they view parenthood the way they view you know, a lot of people walk around with wounds themselves and they, they don't even know they fucked up. And they like, right. well, it sounds totally reasonable to me. What's the big deal? And it's like, because you, maybe they had some issues with parents and they're like, I got over it. It's kind of like whoopings, you know, where mm-hmm. when you, if you grew up getting whooped, you have, you have that thought in your head of like, they helped me or I got over it. So why the fuck can't everybody else? What, what's wrong with that? And so that once again, that's how cycles of abuse, you know, Repeat, you know, so and in his case, he, you know, he says he basically goes on to say he was neglected and, um, and, and that the gifts and stuff she tried to do, that's, that doesn't mean the same thing to him, right? You know, like he, he's like, and he says she doesn't put forth the effort because you're the mother, you're gonna have to be the one to put forth the effort to mend this bridge. I, as your child, should not have to be uh pushing all the effort for you to be my mom i shouldn't be meeting you halfway on this one you know um now look i don't know like i you know monique and them talk about everything so they did put out a video about this and i'll play some of that too but when i tell you this video gave me the creeps it was just it was it was it just made me be like, this is fucked up. <laughs> like, but I'll play that one in, in a second. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's just heartbreaking and sad. I don't, you know, we don't know the details. He didn't that's another thing. If he was just trying to like, you know, destroy her, I feel like he would have put all these details out there.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You know,
1: like, oh she did this and she did that and she but he really did it sounded more like a can we just not pretend. Right, and if we don't have to pretend, I'm good, you're good, because because what also happens too is people know is their son, and these motherfuckers tag them and they hit them up on social media and shit because it's a video that has millions of views on YouTube, so people aren't minding their business either, and mm-hmm. so you feel like I guess I better set the record straight, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, they're still not you know not in community, and
2: and and you know it's one of the things to where. He addressed it, and they came back, and we'll see what happens after this, you know. But like you said, if it's something where he was going after clout, he would have went into. I don't. I didn't listen, but I'm assuming he didn't go into a like lot detail, like detail, detail. Right.
1: I, yeah, I think. Or I'll be back tomorrow, guys. Right. I'm gonna be unveiling the real. You know, I, it didn't seem that way to me. Like I said, maybe he's fooling me, but I don't know. Once again, these are strangers. Um. Mm-hmm. So her and Sydney put out a video, and. It was like an Instagram live. It was like 30-something minutes. I obviously will not be playing all of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they put their video out. Um, lots of okay. lots of empty space. It, uh, uh, they wanted us to see the backyard, I guess. It was, you know, normally you, you kind of <laughs> turn it down. Let them know bit. that
2: y'all got them bay windows.
1: Yeah. Let us know y'all balling. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're going
2: to wait for some of the babies
1: to come in the room. I uh, hate Instagram. I can't fast forward this shit. So oh you, you can't on instagram no i don't think so not on not on the computer
2: oh uh, oh you have to be <laughs> got on the phone oh wait
1: i think i know i think i could find the twitter clips of it but um yeah i i'm gonna play some of this and then y'all can see hopefully what really skeeved me out about the whole thing um because um let me see I think I may have it on my page. Let me just check, guys. Sorry about this. Um, uh, Nope. Uh, But, yeah, it kind of skewed me out because, like, they're sitting on that couch, and they're supposed to be talking about her son, um, their relationship, and whatever healing that entails or whatever. Mm -hmm. And when I tell you, at least in the first few minutes that I saw, Monique may have said two sentences and Sydney was just talking and talking and talking. And then he flips it over to uh, Tyler Perry and Oprah and Stephen A. Smith,
2: everything. And Jason but, Whitlock. But what about, and I'll, now I'm not trying to be funny. This is somebody coming from somebody who really hadn't been following it. I go, okay, all you doing, in my opinion, is just justifying that what he said was a true statement yeah like, I, like that mate i was like okay that video was valid yeah i
1: really truly do not know how people um can sit there and feel like that shit was like a good look for her i saw somebody try to be like yeah they uh they uh set the record straight she came with the receipts i'm like those weren't receipts like whatever you were hoping for, this like the you know the like that's that team shit. Yeah, and that's why I said right. like, a lot of it just feels like agendas or something to me mm-hmm. because gender
2: wars and all kinds of shit mixed in there.
1: It just feels like agendas to me because I can't imagine people really look at this stuff the way, or maybe it's just their traumas are informing their their viewing of it, and I maybe I don't have the same ones that. But I, I'm like I saw a dude fucking talking for her. And then saying this is about protecting her as a black woman. And I'm like, this sound like all it sounds like she's just been a mouthpiece for your bad business and your grievances with people not cooperating with your contracts. That's what it sounds like. Everyone's the enemy. Um, you're isolating her from fan base the, you know, family now and all this shit. It just sounds really fucking he seemed weird to me. Um, all right, I think this might I
3: find it extremely ironic that the last time you saw me, you wanted to be able to call me dad. And I couldn't allow you to call me dad because there's only one dad in your life and he's a friend of ours. Come on. He's a friend of ours. So again, we as people of color, let us stop being embarrassed about having conversations out loud because you never know who you could be helping. Like you, Shalon, talk about money <laughs> and, I, and stuff, it's like, baby, as
2: I told you when you were younger, I told you as a man, don't let nobody
3: introduce you to me. You know who your mama is. And when folks speak in reference to calling your seed, sometimes, especially when your seed decided to call things off with you because you didn't move for a 34 year old, 32 year old man um, in the time that he wanted to do because you as a mother, you as an entertainer, you as an actress, you as a uh, grandmother, you as a wife, allotted the time to see him but he pushed you away. But then when it's time for him and it doesn't work for you, now it's a problem, listen. It comes a point in time where when you become a man, when you become a woman, it is your obligation to do for you, to do for you. At 31, brother, 32, I'm sitting there on a conversation at the behest of your mother. Why? For you, because I love my nephew.
1: It's got to be weird growing up with him being your uncle and now your daddy. And her daddy, not even your daddy. He said don't call me dad. This shit is crazy to me. And and of course, we don't need to know any of this shit, but because of the whole the image of this radical transparent honesty, everybody should air out all their gripes and grievances. And everybody should function like that. Yeah, he is to tell your truth and all that shit, well when the truth is inconvenient or you're the bad guy in someone else's story. Right. It, there's is you can see there's basically no way out of it. It's not like she ended this shit and it's gone. Like when you get off this video, you are gonna oh okay they probably worked it out. I'm like no, you know this is what I, this is what, and I think this is what the issue with Club Shay Shay and shit is. You open up a Pandora's box. You do no fact checking. You have no legal department. You have no news department. Um, nothing is verified. You literally just sit there and react to people saying anything like with with just you know flabbergasted just oh my god what <laughs> you saying you saying like it's that's the whole style of interview i this is why you're starting to see ripple effects it's including the professional jealousy of you know i've been on youtube for 12 years and you get millions of views and i'm not from other comedians Right, talk shit about people all the time yes sir Mike Epps and Corey Holcomb talk shit about other people all the time. So the idea that they're just so offended it doesn't make sense, but the idea that they want some of that, them clicks, some of them views, that makes sense to me. Now, they're not going to come out and just say that, but Mike Epps lying about Shannon wanting him on the show and then finding out he asked Shannon to be on the show, that says a lot. Like, okay, you are after a certain thing that you're not getting. Um, you know, so anyway, all that stuff to say um, – when when you have an environment like that, that really feels like a free for all. The internet is the free for all.
2: Yes. The, yeah. Yeah. The internet the, loves the, stuff like that with no rules, no regulations. People right. are watching
1: you going, what the fuck? You know, because everyone's not going to take it laid down. What's happening is you go on there and you talk about people that have more to lose than you who seem to be more reserved or classy or conservative or whatever they're never going to get in a mud fight with you in public.
2: Mm-mm.
1: They are the, kind, no, like I, I didn't, I know people, it was framed as it was such an egregious violation, but I didn't find it to be so egregious. The idea of Tyler Perry being like, yeah, don't work with her because everybody was like, Oh my, see, he's a dirty dog. Why would you say that? It's like, cause if people ask, people are going to ask him cause it was very public. What happened? We are thinking about having Monique in this project what happened with y'all and what do you think? And more than likely he is, he probably was pissed about that shit and was, and has been for years being like, I wouldn't work with her, you know, like that's what I'm guessing is happening. I don't know. Maybe he's literally calling people on the phone and saying, take her off the thing. She can't work, you know?
2: Yeah. I I doubt that. But, but,
1: but more than likely it's, I don't. I don't like that person. They. I think they did me wrong. They think. They think I did them wrong. I think they did me wrong. Yeah, because everybody got their own version of the events. Um. You know. Uh, can you? I wouldn't blame Kevin Hart if at this point he's like, "Oh yeah, yeah. Well, that's fine. That's why I didn't work with you." You know what I mean? Like, like, cause there's also like a professional part of relationships where you expect some shit to stay between y'all. And I don't mean that has to be some dirty, nefarious underground shit, but just Mm -hmm. we're professionals. We're working together. Not everything's for the public. Right. And if you, and if there's a person who's like, I'm the opposite of that. I, it makes it you become quote unquote difficult to work with without being difficult to work with, right? She's never that I heard been any level of unprofessional, Mm-mm. discourteous, mean to people, any of that stuff on the set. It but it becomes a ah uh, that's not the working environment that I want to have. And we can't frame the whole thing around your sensibilities. It's only 30 seconds left, I'm sorry. And we still
3: left uh oh, love you, Shalom. That's why your mother and your father interact with one another to let them be aware of what's happening with you. So if you think you're not loved, that's because you're not paying attention. And there are other dynamics that fall into play in which we completely understand. And for you, too, we're going to keep the light on for you. But.
1: So it once again, I saw a lot of this video and I feel like he talked ninety nine percent of it, even though it's her son. And his son and the son's not addressing him. Right. Like he barely brought up Sydney. It's it's like, listen, you're the mom, you're my mom. I this ain't about me going through the nigga you call daddy or none of this shit. This is about our relationship and us and and, and instead we're we're here with it, you know? Um But yeah, it it creeps me out how much he talked. I don't know if it creeped you out too but it creeps me out, especially considering like, to me, she the image I have of Monique and it's an image she's manufactured or whatever but it's amazing boss bitch that runs her life and does what she wants and all this stuff, you know, and seeing how much, and this is not the first time we've seen this a video of her addressing something and he do most of the talking and I'm like, if this is what his protection is, it don't It feels weird to me.
2: Yeah, and also the thing is, she has a voice. We she did Club Shay Shay. Any other time, she opens up her mouth, she speaks. Where she goes on a motherfucking stage and tell goddamn jokes. So we know that she can speak for herself and 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 speak on her behalf any time that she chooses to. So she's opting to let him do this on her behalf. And the thing, and, and you know, and that's the reality of it. Because any other time, she's talking. She's the forefront because I don't know if he's in the room or not there, but but she's the mouthpiece. So it's the thing is you call yourself addressing something that you didn't address. You, you didn't even address the thing. And as a child, I'm like, nigga, you're not my daddy. You even said you're not my daddy. So if anybody should respond, it should be my mom. Right. that should be responding to me because the this thing is between me and her and it's one of those things where as a child and this this is no slight to him but it's like nigga i was there when you wasn't and i you know uh, uh she had me before you ever came into her life um well no sydney
1: was her friend since she was uh 16 or something okay okay so but even
2: but even with
1: that though like it's not your son right you know, and honestly, it would be better to not even address it than, th- than this. But I think this is the flaw in all the shit that she's been doing and that sydney them been doing. It's all been to win the internet. It's all been to win public opinion, get us on her side. We'll make enough of a groundswell to make the powerful people of Tyler Perry and Oprah bow down to her and the whole industry get her way. And then it's all been framed as the things that benefit me are really about benefiting all Black women because if I'm not getting a check, then that means no Black women are going to get a check. And and she's making the industry seem like because we know the industry is a sexist, misogynistic, uh, you know, racist place. It's it's making it seem like that's the only reason i'm having issues and that's the only reason black women are having issues so if i don't have issues it'll fix what's wrong with black women that's the way it's constantly framed and in some of the video he slips into that and i'm like is that even her talking to him
4: right Because he's
1: the one that starts turning into like well Stephen a smith you said she was bitter how you gonna call a black woman your sister bitter that you call and i'm like he's really running to this like protect black women thing but when it was dl hewley's daughter that shit did not matter Come you know what now, i mean like I've, that i've been on the re- he sat over her shoulder when that shit happened too
2: yeah i've been on the receiving end of the blackly the black 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 girl power black right girl shit and when it came to me it was like fuck you bitch right so you know it's one of those things where people when people say that everybody doesn't mean that
1: yeah and they don't
2: but they don't mean to everybody they just mean it for a selective group of women
1: yeah, so I, you know, I think, um, yeah, I think it's just it was really sad to me because even seeing her basically be silent and him do all the fucking talking about her son felt it felt weird and and fucked up and and the reason I don't feel bad saying that is because you've been telling us your business and everyone else's business because you want our you want us all to have these opinions and fall in line Mm -hmm. and shit you've been making this public business i right to be honest i never gave a fuck about any of this shit from day one but you decided that this matters to all of us you know and now it is public knowledge and perception and all this stuff and the radical honesty can't stop with you it can't be like well now that i'm getting fried maybe we should keep this in the house because he even sydney tried to say some shit about you know we're not gonna use our platform to try to bash you i'm like nigga you just did because you're you just because
2: you are addressing this yeah right?
1: like like you can't do it and then it's like when you you know she'll do she has a habit of shitting on someone hard and then telling about saying but i love you and i loved you sister and all this and you're like hey just because you're saying it at the end of you insulting me doesn't make it true Right. You know, and how can you love me? You don't know me. You you know, this is the... You're, you're like, it's okay not to love me. You you <laughs> right. shit on me, and you don't like me, and I probably don't like you, right. and that's cool.
2: Right, and everybody, and everybody don't love me, and everybody don't like me, and that's just life, and you know, it's one of those things where that's that thing where people go, I'm quote-unquote telling my truth, and my quote-unquote truth, quote-unquote, is always mean and harsh and, and bitter sounding, but it's your truth, though. No, i are just being mean. Right, and so... Yeah, they 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 didn't
1: uh, say that. Um, they talk about Stephen A. Smith, and and I like I'm not even saying they're wrong to say that Stephen A. calling her bitter was fucked up. Considering when he went at Jason Whitlock and called him a fat piece of shit and fat bastard, you you didn't sound bitter. You know, how can you, you can handle your shit your way, but I, you know, and I I totally agree that Stephen A is hypocritical with that kind of shit. He does it all the time and it's what's good for him. You can't really trust a Stephen A opinion more than what he's saying at the moment for entertainment because he's mostly an entertainer.
2: Right, that's what he
1: does. Like he, you know, he can change his mind or change his point of view with the flick of a wrist, I've I've watched it. I watch first take sometimes just to see his rhetorical wit and ability to do that. Oh, he's a master because he's it. so good at it. But yes, I he don't. Is. If you ask me, do I really know what Stephen A. is about? No, mm-hmm. I actually don't. And I think it's you can attribute that to his high level of skill of being about what he needs to be about that day in that moment. Right. And if you feel like it doesn't logically connect, he's prepared to give you an argument that may or may not make sense to you. But he, he always got something in the clip. But I do find that to be hypocritical. Um, but yeah, um, they claim they received death threats. Uh, a death threat that is contingent on them issuing a public apology. They did not go into detail, but said they've taken measures to assure their safety. So who knows what that means. Right. Um, uh, Like I said, the Stephen A. Smith thing, the Tyler Perry thing, I wish I had that direct clip because literally... Watching that man go from her son to, but let's get back to Tyler Perry and Oprah. And I'm like, why is that even the thing?
2: Yeah, the, whole the son
1: put out a video. Mm-hmm. Y'all put out a video to somehow fit, correct the record about the son. Why are we going to go another 30 minutes talking about Oprah and Tyler Perry? Right. This shit and- is weird. And you doing all the talking, dude. And that's what I was going to get to about Sydney Karen. We've been together since we were 16. Mm-hmm. I've known you forever, right? Mm-hmm. If we sat in an interview and you started giving me all the credit for all the good things that happened in your life and calling me your daddy not in a not even in the patriarchal like gendered sex machismo way your <laughs> literal fucking daddy I could not sit there and be I would have to be like ah uh, don't do that right I have to cor- talk to the interview like she says that I don't agree with that and I just I just want that on the record that she don't need to do all that. I'm not, I don't feel like I'm her daddy. Right. I didn't ask and nor demand this, but you know who I've never heard do that Sydney. And that is as a man, as a husband, as a person that's known a wife since 16, that's best friends that work together, that get their money together. Now look, I'm gonna be honest. Karen's not all the talent, and I'm just siphoning the money. I do a lot of work around here.
2: <laughs> okay, don't y'all believe his lies. I've written for TV shows. I've done. I earn my part. I, I earn my I, part. I, I do the work too. Now I do spend a lot of money and go to the Hornets games. I'm not gonna lie, but I do the work too. I don't just. I don't just go get the money and then I'll manage the money. We, we get the money together. Your achievements is our achievements. Yeah. I was writing too. Right. <laughs> But the point being, like,
1: that that was the thing for me that clicked the day that I went, yeah, I actually can't pretend that this shit is cool. Like, and I and I look, I'm not people have different relationships formats, people have polyamorous. I don't care if that she's in an open marriage. None of that shit bothers me. But this mm-hmm. shit does bother me, and and it wouldn't matter if you weren't the one constantly telling me this is the right way. Telling other women this is the right way that this nigga is doing all the talking and he the daddy and you're the one getting the money it it is weird that nigga feel weird and all the fucking conflicts start with some shit with him even the shit with the son it seemed he's the one addressing the son not you so like he seemed to be the problem now that's your man you picked him you're gonna be with him forever that's or whatever however long y'all together and that's that's that like it's not mm-hmm. no Like I'm not saying she doesn't have a right to make these decisions, Mm -hmm. but whatever they think they're doing with the court of public opinion for me is just not curling over and I just feel bad. I don't think it's a competition. I saw people being like, ha ha, she lost! And I'm like, that's the most callous, unempathetic way to have looked at this whole fucking thing. But it really feels like a cycle of just bad family betrayal shit Following her and it just I don't happened know on a public
2: platform, but yeah, yeah, a
1: lot of people deal with you. It. Decided to make us aware of your business, yeah.
2: You bought us in, we didn't ask to be here.
1: And I think that's the thing about the Sydney, I mean, about the Shay Shay show, the club Shay Shay. I think that's the thing that people like Mike Epps are in, and, and Corey Holcomb aren't going to be able to articulate. Uh, they're just going to call them gay and, and move on with it, you know. They're they going to just make jokes they're comedians and you know whatever That's what they do right but i think what if they were a little more lucid and present and uh honest about it i think they'd be say something to the effect of you go on there and let everybody tell everybody else's business and we in hollywood feel like you got some business that you don't want out there in the streets and so we're gonna put your business out there so you can see how it feels Because it's a warning shot of you need to stop doing this. Because it's cool when it's comedians and it's not your life. Like, we're not real people. When you're on the couch bringing up other people's names, hoping that the person sitting across from you will talk shit about them. You didn't bring us up for good reasons. You're like, oh, what about Mike Epps? You didn't say that because you wanted Cat Williams to say, oh, love that guy, salt of the earth. You're disappointed when he's like, I don't have nothing to say about Mike Epps. Like, you're disappointed. That's the point of your show, to get more content for three hours or however long the person will talk to you if why is my dirt okay your dirt is not you don't verify shit you don't refute shit you don't check shit you don't call the person and make sure it's okay to air why is it okay for you to do that on your platform but when i get on this stage and start talking about the rumors of you being gay and shit you don't like that shit now you want to meet me in the streets and you want to fight now you want to pull up on me like, and I'm just doing my job. You can make, the argument. I'm just, this my platform. I'm doing my job. I'm a comedian. I'm doing my job. There's a perception about you. And I think, we think that's funny. We think that makes you uncomfortable. You being uncomfortable is funny to us. Cause your whole thing is making everybody else uncomfortable with what happens on your show. That, I think if they could articulate it, that's what they would say. Now they're not going to say that. They're just going to be like, Oh, this nigga look mm-hmm. like Medea." And that's, you know which is another reason I don't want to fight them niggas cuz they so funny <laughs> they're not going to be serious and you no, just going to look stupid being mad about it you know but yeah it's so i I was thinking about all that uh when i saw it i know you haven't seen it but uh i know you probably have more thoughts even with this being your first time mm-hmm. hearing it so go ahead mm-hmm. please
2: yeah because and like i said before she could speak for herself she could have spoke like, you know, any other time you have no problem articulating what you say, how you feel, standing in your truth. You have no problem being on the spotlight and being on stage because when you go on stage, Sydney is not up there with you. You go on stage all alone, all by yourself. I seen the clip where she st- the first uh, thing of the Cat Williams tour. She stood, they stood up and they gave her a standing ovation. That was you. He was not there. And so... You could have spoke on your own behalf. You know, I think that you purposefully decided to be timid. I think that you purposefully decided for him to speak so that any shots or slings are fired that will be aimed towards him and not towards you. It was just strategic and purposefully Mm -hmm. done, in my opinion. And so because it's less accountability for you and more accountability for him. And it makes the appearance of not trying to me funny, you being weak and fragile and everybody feeling empathy and compassion for you and making it feel like you're just being attacked yeah. and like 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 you did nothing wrong and everything that that uh, your child saying is a lie. And maybe yeah. that's where,
1: like I said, in her mind, I can see that to her, like that's what a protection is. Like he's protecting me right now. In my mind, I'm like, you you can speak for yourself. You speak through your art. You do all this stuff. Here it is. This is a public facing camera. We're following you, right? Like it's your Momo World Live or whatever. Like it's your right. It's not his thing. Account. He didn't come to see Sydney. He don't care. It's a like you said. It is a choice to sit there silent and let him talk for 30 of the 37 minutes. Which you barely addressing anything that you said we came there to see.
2: Right. And also, like I said, this is just me on the outside looking in. It's one of those things where it was perfectly designed like that it was perfectly designed uh, uh, to have that space above their head so you don't look as big, you don't look mm-hmm. at you don't, you, like, you because you know when you're presenting on camera. I, I chalked that up to just them being old, but go ahead. Uh, th- that, that,
1: <laughs> that might be a possibility because I've two. seen some other videos they've done too and I it's never right, Karen. It's, oh,
2: okay, my yeah. bad. <laughs> my bad, you know, okay, it's just the, the, old people being old and they don't know how to set up their cameras well, and, when, when and, and, and bring the frame down.
1: No children in the house to help you with the video, you know, you kind of end up in some bad situations. I think that's what happened.
2: No problem and I you know, and it also in my opinion, you making this video after he made his video, in my opinion, this just makes me personally believe that what that child, he's a grown man, but you know what that, ch- what your child saying was the truth. Mm-hmm. And it, it makes me more confident that he didn't do it for clout. The only and I truly believe him when he says the only reason why I said something is because you bought me up, you haven't said anything about me, so I haven't said anything about you. Mm-hmm. you bought me up it's not even the fact that I wanted to address this like you said it was probably about ping pinging, ping tagging ping and ping and ping tagging 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 till it was like okay, fuck it, I will address this mm-hmm. and for the fact that uh it was heartfelt it was sincere you know you you could tell like he didn't want his thoughts to be all over the place so he wrote stuff down like he said so he was reading it just so he can kind of get the facts out there get everything out there just so you won't have you know because when you're telling things like that it's easy to get very emotional Because but sometimes we tell certain things you have to emotionally detach yourself so that you can be like these are the facts this is what's going on because a lot of times when you start pointing emotions into certain things particularly with the internet people feel all types of ways we fill in the blanks people call it whatever it may be but no he was like no these are the stories i'm gonna tell because at the end of the day he's the only one that can tell the truth about the childhood that he experienced with you being his mother sydney can't do that you he's a child and the child is the only one that gets to validate and not validate or tell you a good parent, bad parent, whatever the child gets to tell their story too. And also it's one of those things where once I came to this conclusion, it just made me view parents differently growing. A child has a child has to know their parents in order to survive. You have to, Mm. because as a child, your parents, they provide for you, they put food on your plate, like like they do these necessities for you. So as a child, you have to know your parents' quirks, your personality, what makes them mad, sad, happy, when they're depressed, when they're angry. You have to know that as a form of survival as a child. Because as a child, if you don't do certain things, depending on what households you're in, there are consequences and punishments to your actions based on that parent. So you have to You have to know your parents' personality, but it is not a demand on the parent to reciprocate that. A parent does not have to know their child, they don't have to. It's not an obligation. For them to know their child, if you're a good parent and you care, you will know your child, you will learn your child, you know their quirks, you'll start reading books, you start learning love language, you'll start educating yourself into how can I become a better parent, you know, you start doing the things when you start remembering how it was when you was a child and putting yourself in their shoes and not always thinking of things from from, from the mind of an adult, mm-hmm. You know, because there are things that can stress children out to a parent. You're like, the fuck is you stressed out about? But to that child, it is the world. To that child, it is everything. But as a parent, you have these different things going on. You're trying to get them dressed, get them ready, get, get them to school, cook, clean, blah, blah, blah. You're trying to do these things, and a lot of times parents can be dismissive of children, purposefully and sometimes not purposefully, sometimes by accident because you got too much shit to do and it's a high demand on you, quote unquote being a perfect parent because a parent sometimes stresses themselves out trying to be a perfect parent to their child and missing the mark because they're too busy looking at other things instead of looking at the personal needs of each child because you can have multiple children and each children has a different need which means it demands different things from you as a parent. And so once I understood that, it made me look at parent parenting different it made me look at parents different it made me have compassion it made me have understanding and it made me not be as hard on parents when parents fuck up and do shit wrong yeah i think
1: there's a that's definitely part of it but i think the stuff he's saying is seems beyond that Agreed. i think you're just talking about how hard it is to be a parent he's saying neglect he's saying. Not feeling loved. He's saying being told I I didn't want to be your mother. You know, Correct. feeling unwanted. Um, which I think is beyond just oh well being a parent is stressful. That's some other shit. I,
2: and, and I agree. whatever
1: trauma she had or whatever has been like whatever she was chasing whether it was fame or career or whatever. Um, that like I think what he's saying is even and I'm like this is not an argument against you. It's just a adding on to whatever he said is even beyond just say the difficulty of parenting.
2: Yeah, yeah, yes, and that's why I said what I said before Ed, when I said that a parent is not obligated to know a child. Because it's one of those things as a parent, you can make the right to be invested or not be invested. Mm-hmm. And so she made a she made that particular choice to do those things and he had to deal with the consequences and the fallout of her being a parent making that choice.
1: Yeah, I hear you. I guess I guess to me, when I think of not knowing a child, maybe I think of just like inattentiveness as opposed to like neglect. You know what I mean? Like a person. feeling it could be neglected, a little bit of both. Yeah, yeah. No, you're, I'm not saying this is not an argument. Just <laughs> literally saying, <laughs> I was this is what I was thinking of. That's why I said what I said because oh, I was like, cool. you know, to me, what she did is even I can understand being inattentive. I can understand being stressed out because I, I, it's hard for me to understand. You know, not just being neglectful, but then meeting this man and then giving him all the credit for how good a mom you are now. And, and, but I don't know. But I guess, you know, it's another thing too, it's very gendered because obviously men do this all the time. And people don't even hold men, we don't even care. Not saying, no, that's not fair. We do care because Brian McKnight, they fried his ass. We still fried him. It's not, so it's not true. But the point being, like, when like future has 38 kids and we're like it's no way this nigga's in all their lives that person does get to keep on existing but now that i'm talking about it and thinking about it out loud none of those people try to be the moral high ground for anything Mm -mm. so actually maybe it's not unique to women as much as this because i think women do have a different standard when it comes to parenting and they're expect more is expected of them. Mm-hmm. But also those niggas that we know don't do shit for their kids or, you know, are bad parents, they typically do not fucking they they don't care. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? L Lil Boosie gives his opinion on all this shit. He don't care. Uh, nope. A million of us could be like, bro, you homophobic, you this, that and the other, and he will never give a fuck. Um but he's not also like trying to position us you know I'm the king of radical honesty that is bringing us all accountable and shit anyway i just it just made me sad mostly not not nothing real good and, up and, there. and
2: that's true to me to me same thing it makes me sad it makes me uh 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 feel as though it's a lot of hurt and pain everywhere mm-hmm. you know uh, a lot of things you know hashed out discussed therapy like it's a lot of things that need to happen if these things happen, that's beyond my control you know but at the end of the day a lot of people are here and they will continue to be here for mess because she keeps talking so they keep showing up and they keep listening every time she talks
1: yeah and they you know they, they 37 minutes of just dismissing him just d- for people that claim to be offended at anything less than a full-throated apology and money and shit in the way that you would like it i don't know man it really seeing them on the other side act like if oprah did this to them they would be pissed yes if tyler perry put out a video 37 minute video like this they would be so fucking mad of course and then to see like and it's just that oh so accountability is not for everybody you know it, and so and it's public so you know good luck to all that shit but um uh right j-lo Revealed that Ayo Itabiri, a comedian, actress, apologized for previous insults ahead of SNL uh, appearance. So Ayo recently hosted Saturday Night Live. She won an Emmy for The Bear. She is like, uh, she plays the sister of Janine in uh, Abbott Elementary. Mm -hmm. She's like an up up and coming it actress. She's been in like hit movies, everything. And she was tagged, hey, you're going to host Saturday Night Live just so happened the musical guest was going to be j-lo also happens that um <laughs> io had hosted an episode i mean io had um had spoke critically of lopez in the past um she claimed that j-lo's whole career uh was one someone said J Lo's whole career is one long scam, and she had replied, "Well, that's the thing. She thinks she's on multiple tracks, but it's not her. I think she thinks that she's still good, even though she's not singing for most of those songs. A lot of write-ups of the songs would be like J Lo didn't have time to make it to the studio. Like J Lo was busy doing what? Not singing, obviously. um And so this joke, people were sharing it. People were like, you know, oh look, how she gonna? They gonna be on the show together? What's gonna happen?" And so behind the scenes, uh, apparently, she apologized. J Lo said she was mortified and very sweet. She came to my dressing room, apologized with tears in her eyes, Aww. saying how terrible it was that she had said those things. She felt really bad and loved my performance because we had just done my sound check and she actually got to hear me perform. She was just like, "I'm so fucking sorry. It's so awful of me." It's funny, Lopez added. Ain't it funny? Uh, you know, it's funny. I've heard similar things about me throughout my career, so it didn't really affect me um and yeah um then they i guess they were in the she oh itibir was also in the sketch that mentioned her past comments on the show, she appeared in a game show skit alongside Keenan Thompson, who forced contestants to reckon with their rude social media comments. At one point during the sketch, her character pennies and says, okay, we get it. It's wrong to leave mean comments or post comments just for clout or run your mouth on a podcast and you didn't consider the impact because you're 24 and stupid. But I think I speak for everyone when I say from now on, we're going to be a lot more thoughtful about what we can post online.
2: <laughs> That's cute.
1: Yeah, uh, a lot of people on Twitter did not like this ate apologized and they because when they saw the original comments they were like she's right what's wrong with that why why would j-lo be offended and it's like because she is a person and it was a joke at their expense it didn't seem like j-lo demanded an apology Mm -mm. it seemed like and this is the thing man like people can't make up their minds when comedy is just comedy and when it requires an apology because Whenever one of these offensive comedians says it's just jokes, they like it's not jokes. People are literally dying. But whenever, right. but whenever somebody we like makes a joke, we like, what's the big deal?
2: Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Wishy washy and flip flop. Like and- Chris
1: Rock should have known about the alopecia. You just like, okay, so that was right. okay. That and- joke was too far. They're like, but
2: but and- nah, saying this bitch can't sing that's nothing. And. What happened to growing up and mature and realizing that you fucked up? Like, Listen, when that- Nick
1: Ju hosts SNL and Alicia Keys is the goddamn guest, Karen, come on, it's gonna be—they're gonna have to fight. I can't wait. They're gonna have to fight. We've—she can't possibly
2: take it back. There's, I mean, she's a great actress, but I don't know if she's going to be able to muster that yeah, one. Yeah, she going to get that Tony. She's going to be on SNL, and they're going to be like, this is the guest, and nah, we'll, we'll have to see.
1: Yeah, she got to have to turn to Monique. Mm-hmm. Oh, 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 my sweet baby is Alicia Keys. Uh, <laughs> you know, I still love you, good sister. You just can't. Mm-hmm. You just need to stay in your range. That's y- all. That's yeah. your register. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, so, but Tiffany Haddish also addressed the, um, the monique interview
2: okay because she did say something about her yes
0: yeah
1: um so she was asked by Michelle turner about it from uh e uh et entertainment tonight she said i'm glad and thankful that i'm on the minds of the people that i look up to she said um yeah she also said um what was the other thing she said something about her being an auntie uh oh she said uh, <laughs> Uh, uh, when speaking for uh, with Club Shay Shay, Mo said if Haddish had a husband like hers, blah blah blah. We know that Haddish maintained during her chat with ET over the weekend that she viewed Mo's comments as merely that of an auntie talking. I can see that. That's honestly the best way to handle it. She showed that's probably the best way to handle it of all the people that have been talked shit about. Now she didn't catch a ton of heat, Mm-mm. and she could have clapped back and been like, you know, you got a daddy and you gone, but she didn't do all that shit. She
2: was like, all right, then.
1: Uh so I res- I respect it.
2: Yeah, I respect that and shes trying to, trying to get a career back and all that stuff. Yeah, so I could be like, you know what? Yeah, I'm she good? got bigger problems. Bigger fish to fry. That's what I'm talking about. She like, "Man, this shit. You you the smallest thing in my laundry list of things I got to do." Yeah, but yeah, I I
1: don't know, man. I thought she handled it pretty well considering, you know, everything that's been going on. It feels like 2024 is a year of shit talking.
2: Yes, it is.
1: You know, just talking to a friend today. And he was saying how like we're just not a serious country. We're not a serious world anymore. And 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 I and it, I didn't say it on the phone at the time, but it made me think that we are living in a post-serious society. Yeah.
2: Yes. We we, we, we are living. It's crazy.
1: We, we got people wanting the president to go on the Breakfast Club and Club Shay Shay. Right. This is and they are gonna probably do it. Like this is post-serious. You know, we got Roger Goodell going on Pat McAfee's show. You know, all the places that you could talk to on ESPN, to address people. That's what we're doing.
2: It's a post serious society. Yeah, I guess there are a few professionals left. Like, you know, because my thing is why are you catering towards people that maybe I'm just old and I don't go to certain platforms. I like the fuck. I don't take them well, seriously.
1: They are professionals. Number one. How dare you? Uh, <laughs> number two, number two. I mean, they are. This is like people don't think we're professionals. Yes, the fuck and, we and, are.
2: And, and 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 when I mean professional, I know what you I'm mean. Talking like professional, traditional ju- journalist. Yes, right.
1: And what I'm gonna say is, we are in a post-serious society. So you could go on Joy and Reed Joy and Reed should want Biden and them to go on Joy and Reed mm-hmm. You know what, Joy and Reed wants Biden to go on Club Shay Shay and the Breakfast Club. We are in a post-serious society. We have lost the plot. You know what I mean? Like, Club Shay Shay will have more views than any presidential address ever. Like, 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 like if if, if Joe Biden went out there and said student loans on on fucking YouTube right now, that shit's not getting as many views as Cat Williams talking for three hours. It's just not. We have, des- we, we have decided that this is what we are. We're just going to entertain ourselves to death. And I mean entertain ourselves even with real shit that should be serious. Right. We are going to entertain ourselves with losing our freedoms and rights. Right. We're going to entertain ourselves with the wars going across seas and who can get the most views on TikTok and who can get the most clicks on their slogans and shit. We, this is not a serious we are post-serious. These are, we're not coming up with serious solutions to the very serious problems that we're facing. And I think that's why everything feels the way it feels, right? Everything is about feelings and not about facts. It's mm-hmm. about feelings and not solutions. It's about grievance and not, um, it, you know, and so all that to say, I know is a huge tangent. Don't worry, guys, I got high before the show. Um, it's a huge tangent, but it goes back to the j thing for me that was a very serious thing that uh IO did. Ayo mm-hmm. did. Mm-hmm. Because she basically said what I looking back at what I did, especially being on the other side now, on the other side, it was mean and it was mean spirited and it really wasn't fucking called for. And now and I, and I just found out you can sing at least to the ability, you know, to whatever right. point. Cuz you hadn't heard it live, right? Right. And I, it was just a funny, you know, kind of street joke or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's always going to be a funny joke. I'm not saying you can't make the joke, but it got real for her and she did a serious thing, which is I hurt your feelings. And I'm sorry about that, which is in a post serious society. That is a deaf, That's a death knell. So people were against her, her right to apologize. They were like, what, why would you do that?
2: Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. This is why somebody like me who likes truth and facts and, and you know people to do their research and shit like that that shit irritates the fuck out of me i was like some things have to be based in reality y'all in reality like that shit is stupid um taylor swift had kanye kicked out of the super
1: bowl because he bought a seat in front of her uh according to brandon marshall now who knows if this is even true right but if it is true another reason to like taylor swift i don't want this nigga at the super bowl fuck him him and his naked wife gonna be up in there they gonna they gonna, how you gonna be mad at JLo and this man gonna be sitting next to just a pair of sentient titties because that's all the fuck he's doing right now with his life get out of my face nigga you don't even watch sports i know it i know you don't watch sports you don't have no sports you don't have no sports lines in your raps okay you just, i know you just would have been there to harass taylor swift and also like you harassed her when she was 17 nigga we are over you you have multiple white women you could be harassing now. Some of them the mother of your kids. Leave us out of it. Leave, Damn. Uh, yeah, leave leave us out of the conflicts. The fucking mask he would have been wearing up in there with a fucking Confederate flag on it and shit. She saved all of us.
2: <laughs> the Super
1: Bowl is the most watched event since the goddamn moon landing. And we ain't had to see this nigga on there acting stupid. Because you know he would have been acting fucking stupid. Ugh! <laughs> um, a class action lawsuit alleges Amazon dece- deceived subscribers with new Prime Video ad plan. <gasps> somebody finally did it. So this proposed class action lawsuit was filed Friday in California, basically saying it's a breach of contract because when Am- Amazon Prime, uh, Amazon Video was uh advertised to people when we signed up it said commercial free yes now they're telling you you're gonna have to pay extra three dollars a month to watch without ads and people like i already paid for fucking prime and you told me it was all in the package and prime now does have commercials so it altered its terms and now people are like "Mm mm-mm we suing,
2: right? Because people going, you. I'm already paying all this month all this money for Amazon Prime and Amazon Prime and Amazon Music and shit is already included. That's why the fuck most people got it. Most people don't have it because they're paying for it separately.
1: Yeah, it's like that joke I made about it. Well, I said they be sending you the email, taking away features and acting like they're doing you the favor. This is a great example of just a like, Mm -hmm. hey, you don't want to watch ads, do you? Well, just for you don't even have to do anything extra. We're just going to charge you three more dollars to do what we said we would never do. But we are now doing unless you give us the three dollars. It seeks at least five million in a court order that will bar them from engaging in further deceptive conduct on behalf of subscribers who signed up prior to December twenty eighth, twenty twenty
2: three. Right, you sign up after that, cool, pay your three ninety nine. But if you've kind of already been grandfathered in, people are like, no, this is I'm ridiculous. I'm signing up for this shit. I want the. I, they send me the class action email. Yeah, because we've been we've had it forever. So yes. yeah. Your boy is. I need. I need the money. Yeah, I mean, that's not that funny. You couldn't went up went up in Amazon Prime three dollars, right? And got your money. Right.
1: Just saying.
2: Uh, all right, care. Let's get into
1: uh, something else.
2: Okay. <laughs> We're going to war. Gender war
0: a war
1: going on outside all right gender wars you know what we do guys we are gonna watch some content created by people that probably want to see us you know mad about some stuff or whatever (laughs) you know how it goes it's never good shit it's always somebody that got like half a fucking uh camera phone and they just start pulling it out (laughs) Arguing and shit, um, and then we're gonna judge it from zero to ten. I believe is how we judge these. Okay, um, we're doing ten.
2: That's good.
1: Yeah, I think it's zero to ten, and we're not judging. We're not trying to give you our opinion and be like men eat salad, women <laughs> you know men eat steak, women eat salad. <laughs> I want to watch football. Eat watch eat eat food. You eat know chitlin. Watch yeah, like
2: not chitlins, chitlin.
1: Yeah, chitlin poke. We. <laughs> That's not. That's not what we're here to do. We're here to mm-hmm. tell you if it's good content. Like, is it? Does it have staying power? Is it gonna get people arguing? Is it believable? If it's one of those, you know, the ones where it would be like, I walked in the room and she was saying, "This child is is not yours, but I need extra child support. Now, I need double the child support, mm-hmm. even though uh, the paternity test was laying on the table and said it was my brother's. You know, like. Ah! they you know they do that shit and so we we judge it to say is that a good job or a bad job so just everyone get in that headspace cuz it's hard to watch these without that feeling of i think i need to start arguing i need to fight um it's it's just what happens to us all right so um i got a couple i think i okay. found uh the one i was looking for um here we go let me put it on the screen so we can judge as a family. Okay. It's only 34 seconds. Oh, good. one. It says thoughts. Mm. From wild content, aka at no cap fights. Okay. 35 seconds. I've been starving all day. And y'all got this lazy fuck I'm sitting here drinking a Chick-fil-A shake. Get up and cook something. What I'm are you doing? i not
2: nothing for you. Why Go you
1: cook something. Me? See, that's why I'm not marrying you. Because you sitting down all day. Go cook something. Do something. It's exactly why I'm not marrying you. What? You got the lights off. Turn the lights on. How are you
5: mad? Because I want to relax. Look
1: at this. Why do I got to cook for you? Who do you think I am? Uh, the...
2: Davala? The Smoke uh, detector. Right on
1: time! Is, is, is... is I That's feel the start like of the show? It's a conspiracy, and I think the government is, uh tick tock the chinese government is making that sound in all black videos okay ah, they drain i think they purposely drain the batteries there's malware i don't think it's even happening i think they're putting the chirp in black videos i think there's <laughs> malware on the internet and if you post some amateur porn in a in a house that got all the fire, fire detectors and smoke alarms completely stocked up on nine volt juice it will still beep in the background because <laughs> it detects that your skin is black. Because how else does that make sense, everybody? Ah, ah, how is it in every black video? That's hilarious. All right. Back to the video. I'm not marrying you. Hope you know that. It's over with. I've been starving. Okay. So he's not marrying her because she's not cooking. It's over with the, 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 the engagement, I guess, because she was on the couch eating Chick-fil-A. And uh, not because he's so, um, you know, not because he's so religious or anything. But, yeah. So, he, what do you think, Karen? Zero to 100.
2: This gets a zero. And the biggest reason why it gets a zero is low energy on both sides. Mm. Um, It doesn't sound like you were arguing prior to the video coming through. Mm-hmm. Um, it, It's like... I couldn't even I couldn't even take you, you seriously or them seriously. The acting was bad. Mm-hmm. You know, from a from our perspective, you know what I'm saying? So and the the video was not good. Mm-hmm. You know, uh not, a lot of times I like a more steadier camera, you know, get get a nice little tripod or something like that. Or or if you're gonna, you know, film yourself, film yourself with it pointing at you. And, you know, it's a lot of shit you could do with iPhones now and then you could have just flipped the camera around, point, you know, did it and then turned it back. Type of thing on the video. So, yeah, I I did not like this. You know, on on the scale, we've seen some that are much better uh, that actually, uh, I guarantee you this video did not get a lot of engagement. I mean, Mm, put it like this. That's a good point. It may have gotten a lot of engagement because people just like to fight, Mm -hmm. but it's not going to get as much of an engagement as some of the other ones we've seen in the past. Like like, Mm. I said, it just didn't have that off to it. To make you be like, okay, 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 we actually warming.
1: That- I'm with you. It only got four, four point six thousand quote uh, retweets. That's low. Twenty four hundred replies, thirteen k likes. It did get nine point seven million views, but not a lot of engagement. Mm-mm. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a two because I don't even believe it. I thought it was lazy. Yes. Um. I, I, yeah. It just it came off too too fake too laid
2: back right i just and, can't get and, with it and can. then you know when when it would have been different if he would have let's say he the type of person with that's his energy well, we don't know him. No, 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 no. Yeah. No, when he came in, if his energy would have been low and then yeah. her energy hyped up, right. I somebody would have ra- raised the score. Because it would be like,
1: what you say, nigga? And then we, I'm like, okay. Somebody should have made a mess or broke something.
2: Yes. Yeah, we
1: needed more. Or like, Conflict, Th- throw the uh, chick-fil-a at him. I, I don't know. I thought like maybe another dude would be hiding under the blanket. Like they just need to get more creative with it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we got to give it a low score. Sorry about that one. Uh, let's go to the next gender war. I think this one was sent to me by uh, my friend Nick J. okay um I think she texted me this one uh poor Minds podcast, Now, I thought the volume was low, so we'll see if this is usable as uh, long. so before. if
5: you're making fifty thousand dollars, don't date i am i'm I'm just being for real. you're not ready to date again I'm with you when you're, you're not right. ready to you're not ready to date because courtship costs. Okay. Everything costs. Okay. You can go for 22 walks in the park. Eventually, Shorty is going to need a sip of something. She's going to she be thirsty. This t- bottle of water is $3 in Atlanta. Let's not play. So if you don't have any expendable cash, don't date, and whatever that looks like for you, you might only make fifty thousand, but you live in a shoe, and now you got expendable cash, or get you a bottom of the barrel bitch that's gonna date you when you have no money. If she doesn't have that expectation, and I'm gonna tell you this right now, enjoy it while it lasts, because eventually you're gonna wanna run because she doesn't stretch you, she doesn't make you the man that you need to become. She allows you to be the stagnant dude in the same jeans for days. You know what I'm saying? You be cutting up. I'm you just talk saying. about man. So if you're making fifty
1: thousand so, dollars, there you go, Karen. Mm. If you're making fifty thousand dollars, okay. What, what do you think about this gender
2: wars content? I like this one better than the other one. They got professional cameras, yes. Professional all mics, up. yes. Mics, the balloons makeup in the back, yes. Like this and- is peak. Let's get these niggas fighting. Yes. Yes. You're giving me you just what I'm asking for. You got different camera angles. Y'all care? Y- you care. You editing. I love how they put the closed caption in there
1: so that even if you got your phone somewhere at work and you, you like, I can't even hear this because
2: to get mad. No, you're going to still get mad because it's right there in the words. Yes. And uh, the biggest thing I liked about it. When I mean energy, it doesn't have to always be high energy. Right. So I like the fact that she was quote unquote spitting no facts. Cause that's mm-hmm. how you get people. No matter what you say, you got to stand in your truth and spit them facts. And she was like, Look, if you don't make fifty thousand dollars, she was like, nigga, don't make no, she was like, Look, if you don't make fifty thousand dollars, you know, and I you know, and I like the fact that she kept the same energy mm-hmm. and you know, it put like this. Now, not only did you cause gender wars, you cause other bitches to turn on you because you call them bottom barrel bitches because mm-hmm. they, mm-hmm. you know, you be like, if you accept a nigga when he ain't got no money, he ain't got shit. I guess I'm a bottom barrel bitch then. because, <laughs> you know, in her mind, you know, when you know, you ain't got no standards. And so you make a lot of women turn on you mm-hmm. in addition to men turning on you. Uh and or a lot of men, pick me men, start jumping in. And be like, bitch, I'm, I'm the boss. I got the money. I can do it. And then you got a lot of women that's going to agree with her too. It be like, nigga, don't come my way unless you right. got no money. you
1: stoking the flames of the gender wars. Yes. And I love the way they co-signed her. And like one go, one guest, one host was kind of like, I'm not with it. But then the other one was with it, which made like a little conflict that makes it yes. interesting within the clip. I, I honestly, I get this. a I get this like, I'm gonna give it an 8 out of 10. I'm actually I'm gonna give it a 9 out of 10. Only thing that can make this better is some ignorant nigga being mad about it.
2: And, and actually and actually th- dare to represent himself? Yeah, yes. like
1: if they like he don't have to like get a word in or necessarily mm. like Just see his face. But just to
2: see his if they cut to some nigga
1: like, "But I make $50,000." Like just a man in like a construction just a man in like a, a Lowe's vest, just somebody that we know probably make Fifty thousand dollars, like research what fifty thousand dollar jobs are, and just cut have a cutaway to a man that's like a manager of the produce section at Publix, and we like okay,
2: okay, now we cooking. So I, yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Karen. I mm-hmm. give that give yeah that a I, nine. What would you give? Yeah, I, I I I agree. I give it about an eight or to a nine, yeah, because like I say, it, this right here was the complete opposite. Mm-hmm. Like I say, it it wasn't high energy, but at the same time, it's one of those things where I believed her. Mm-hmm. You know, uh versus I didn't believe that first one. I felt mm-hmm. I felt this one. It was facts, they straight spitting, you mm-hmm. know, they, they got all, all juiced up, you mm-hmm. know, got the makeup on, got the titties out, got the hair done. I loved it. And you know, they was like, Oh, we coming for we coming for the war. So yes. Yeah. I, I I appreciate you ladies. And you're right. They in the chat they in the they come mad in the comments. They mad.
1: Oh yeah, I, be, I put like this. I bet you got more views and interaction than the other one. 20, yeah, it did. Twenty two walks in the park Sound like she didn't even be taking all advice. So that sounds like a fat joke. Because
2: mm-hmm. uh,
1: how dare a fat woman has some standards now? not one I don't agree with. Right? She better just eat. She better I, take whatever she can get. So she was. Yeah. They were shooting across the bow at everybody. Right. Uh, basically saying if you a man making under 50k don't date but a woman can date until her heart's content because she don't pay or do anything to court a man they nasty out here and then that that reply has a hundred replies they <laughs> yep. did that
2: they did, did that, that. <laughs> yep they, they they understood the assignment and hit the formula so right. kudos to you now y'all wanna know how, what me and Karen think and how much money
1: it is that you should be allowed to date well that's not what the fucking segment's about you fell for it dummies <laughs> Alright, let's wrap this up with some uh, Guess the Race. <laughs> Get the Guess the Race music out. Hold on a second. Um, uh, I'm having such a hard time finding it. Oh, there we go. It's time for guest Guess Race. Yeah. all right you know what that means guess the race time time for us to guess to read articles and guess the race other uh, people involved of course karen plays along mm-hmm. and uh the people in the chat play along and they are all racist 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 all right let's see um, how about this? Uh, California mom of two hospitalized uh, after a stranger puts Bucket on her head for social media prank. Not funny. The latest TikTok challenge takes a scary turn at a local Target. Fox
4: 11's Christina Gonzalez live in Tustin with something known as the Bucket Challenge. Christina. Yeah, I just got off the phone with police. They say that they're looking for four suspects, all of them middle school age. They're in a lot of trouble because a prank has turned into an assault. Listen to the victim say what
6: happened then all of a sudden, everything went dark. Um, someone, I could feel their presence, put something over me. I lost, I had no vision. I couldn't hear anything. It was closing in. I couldn't breathe. I grabbed my neck. I started screaming.
4: Lana Clay explaining what happened while she was shopping at the Target off Park Avenue in Tustin. The new mother of twins was alone at the baby aisle looking through products. The police department is describing it. And we are guessing her race,
2: Okay. Uh, okay.
4: Is the bucket challenge or a prank? Social media posts describe it as the bucket overhead prank, the latest TikTok challenge. Lana says she managed to get the item off her head. I was in such a state of fear and shock.
6: However, I could hear laughing. And so when I turned around, I was mortified to see a group of individuals and they were filming me. And I know they were filming me because there was glistening light and so they were holding their phones up and laughing and pointing it at me.
4: She ended up passing out. It was transported
6: to a local hospital. The worst part about this for me is the last moment that I had was asking them for help and they were laughing at me and I hit the ground.
4: She says she never had a problem at this target and wants to come forward to stop it from happening to someone else.
6: This cannot happen, we have to talk to our children. It is not funny to go and find someone vulnerable that is smaller, that is alone, that is unexpecting and for your own humorous pleasure to film them to strive to get a reaction.
4: Again, it's us all. Target has provided security video to police. They're going over it. Target cooperating. They issued a statement saying they feel horrible about this. That whole statement on our website
1: at foxalay I am live in Tustin. Christina All right, Karen. Guess the race of the mom, Lena Clay Monahan.
2: Lena Clay Monahan sounds white. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a hundred for me being fucked with. Mm-hmm. Because that shit is scary. Mm -hmm. And them kids could have got shot. Because when you start doing this to people, you just never really know. Like, And what happened if that person would have turned around and started assaulting and whooping their asses? They would have been in the wrong, right? Don't fuck with people.
1: Well, people, I don't think they would be in the wrong. Because we've had stories where a man shot one of these YouTube pranksters and he didn't get no jail time. They dropped them charges. Leave people Um, alone. Nope, I don't get it. See anyone guessing any race in the chat.
2: Uh oh, I, I, I saw you put it. Oh, you do? I guess it must be a delay on your side. Oh,
1: let me refresh everyone. I'll be right back. No, Sorry, oh, no problem. Yeah, that was weird. On my side, it, it just shows one person saying something a few minutes ago.
2: Okay, no problem. Yep.
1: Um, let me see. Yeah, I, I see can. a
2: handful of comments. It probably will refresh when you come back.
1: Okay, here we go. All right. Okay. And uh, let's see. White is the my bucket. Awful voice. People caring. White folks wonder why they tried to ban TikTok. White alabaster. White Whitey McWhitington sound like a white prank. White they shouldn't have done it, but that white woman was very dramatic after the fight. White I think the cracker country part of Cali. White the correct answer is uh, she was white. yeah on the one hand it's like obviously sad but it fucked up and, and scary but on the other hand like when she said this isn't funny i was like i'm picturing these kids seeing this news report and laughing because it's definitely funny to them
2: yeah kids ain't shit sometimes yeah yeah they absolutely thought that shit was funny right i hope they catch them too
1: yeah Um, but yeah, she, she, so she was white. A woman called police after thieves hit the Metro Lululemon store. She was (laughs) then fired. What? A Gwinnett County, a Gwinnett County woman says she was fired for calling the police on three robbers who stole thousands of dollars worth of clothes from the Lululemon store she worked at. Rachel Rogers captured the frightening moments on cell phone last month when the brazen robbers walked into the store and began stealing thousands of dollars uh, of merchandise Mm -hmm. um uh, the 23-year-old told channel 2's michael seedon that the three men grabbed as much as they could before they bolted from the store where their getaway driver was waiting um and she said uh Roger says she and her former coworker, Jennifer Ferguson, were shaken but uninjured. Immediately they reported the robbery to police. But two weeks later they were let go and fired that they learned they both violated the company policy by calling 911. What were they supposed to do? Clear a pathway. At least that is what's it's posted. Is a clear pathway. Don't interact. Let them take what they want. Let them take what they uh have and do not contact with them at all. Um so, but I don't understand but I, calling 911 has what to do with that? Right. She said she was frustrated cuz she they've been dealing with the same problem for 8 months. Um now how
2: I lose my job? I let them steal it. Shit, they took it. The fuck are we talking about here?
1: It didn't sound like they fought the people for the clothes. It sounded like
2: right. it Sound like they got fired cuz they
1: called 911. Yeah, unless I'm misunderstanding something. Um, I don't understand what the violation was. Um, right. Did they interact? No, I, they have it on on video. I'm looking at the video of it now, and they didn't do anything to the people stealing the shit. Um, They just.
2: Yeah, as a yeah. company, how can this be a policy? You ought to be sued over that. The fuck? So I get shot and die. I'm not supposed to call 911 because it's your shit. Fuck you. Well, guess her race. Rachel Rogers. Rachel O. White. Karen says
1: white. All right, let's check the chat room and see what they believe. Uh, hooray says, sounds like insurance fraud. So you, uh, fired over some bullshit black. Says Jonathan. Oh man. Um, yeah, I'd white, mad. Someone said they don't want bad publicity for their brand. Oh, maybe is this what defund the police is rot? They're like, we don't want to get canceled. Just let them steal the shit. Okay. We scared. Bitch, they stole it. Right. I don't get it. Um, but yeah uh white i got white fire for doing the right thing black everything lululemon equal white i'm thinking white correct answer is sounds unfair black the correct answer is white some people got it wrong crowd right
2: uh but yeah that's her yeah that that is i I, that's a wild policy the thieves appear to be young
1: black dudes that uh were uh wearing that
2: that that shiesty or whatever they're calling it. Whatever the kids oh, are calling it. Over your face. The thing that Twitter says is not scary, we shouldn't be afraid of. Fuck y'all, that shit is scary. Don't walk around me with that bullshit on your face. It's just fashion. It's just fashion, Don't give okay? fuck about your fashions. They I'm come, old, I want to see your face. They knock on your door with that on, you got to open it up or you racist. The fuck I will. All right, Trump. <laughs> I'm not Lulu Lemons. I call the police on your black ass.
1: <laughs> What's wrong with
2: you? This is why we play Guess the Race.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's bonus round Guess the Race. Karen's 2 for 2.
5: was why? I ain't racist.
2: How can I be racist about anybody or anything
3: in my life? How can I call them niggas? Just call them niggas. Gold feet, gold chain wearing,
4: fried chicken and biscuit eating, monkey ate baboon, big guy, fast running, high jumping spear chucking, 360 degree.
1: A man with a giant Donald Trump flag flying from the bed of his pickup truck vandalized an LGBTQ plus mural by doing multiple burnouts atop the painted installation, according to police who arrested the motorist on a felony charge. Oh, boo. Police in Delray Beach, Florida, alleged that Dylan Reese Brewer, 19, intentionally left a series of black skid marks across downtown intersection painted to resemble a pride flag. Surveillance cam- cameras recorded the truck with his Trump flag flapping, screeching across the roadway last Sunday.
2: Did he say, this is our country? It's
1: sad. Ron DeSantis can't even win his own state. they uh, <laughs> wearing Trump flags in <laughs> DeSantis' country. Um, but witnesses told police the vehicle performed repeated burnouts on the mural, which was installed by the Palm Beach County Human Rights Council and the AIDS Healthcare Foundation. Brewer, who yesterday turned himself in, was charged with reckless driving and a criminal mischief. The latter count is a felony since the alleged property damage exceeds $1,000. But he didn't know that shit. Brewer, pictured uh, at the right, was released this afternoon from the jail on a $5, $5,250 $5, bond. Uh, arrest records list his residence as a waterfront home in Clearwater owned by his parents. He is registered to vote as a member of the Republican Party of Florida from that address. Um, he goes to Lynn University in Boca Raton man we learned a lot about this thing right what the, the Delray Beach installation they must have had a
2: account a, a, a word account
1: the Delray Beach installation was previously defaced by in 2021 by a motorist who burned skid marks into the mural uh, so this is not the first time they've targeted them with a the hate crime uh Karen
2: guess the race Ford F-150 tough white <laughs> uh oh. uh three
1: names in the South. We know this is white, says Romy. <laughs> um let's see. Un, uh pick pick necked white kid, pink necked white kid, unoriginal, dirty ass white trash. Where was the this three name fool on January 6th? White? Oh white. Correct answer is white. <laughs> He looked like a a hate a walking hate crime.
2: Mm-hmm. Like his
1: face looked like the mug shot for after the they catch the person at the end of a movie that the KKK did something
2: in. Right, they They they, they was like y'all don't have no sympathy. He's in Florida in a house he don't own. This is parents' house. In fact, he's in college. Right. <laughs> All right. Last thing we gotta talk about
1: sword ratchetness and then we're gonna get out of here. <laughs> <coughs> All right, sword ratchetness. Let me, I think I can pull this article up. We can watch it as family, everybody. Um, boom, there we go. Um, and it's a. What? Oh, wait, this isn't an article. It's just uh, some bullshit. All right, a Virginia woman was arrested for allegedly swinging a medieval sword at a police officer and her neighbor. Medieval sword? Alexandra Hopkins. 35. That's in the Hopkins. 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 <gasps> black. Karen's going black for Alexandra Hopkins. Now, this doesn't count against her score. It's a bonus round. Alexandra
2: Hopkins. But that's her. Wow.
1: She's not black. She's white. No. And she's not all there.
2: Hopkins. Yeah, I don't know Black Hopkins. Mm
1: hmm. Bernard Hopkins. I get it but that woman is oh yeah
2: something not there something off yeah she yeah. got she got that sword from game of thrones set
1: yeah so she uh after officers encountered her she swung at one of them with a sword that was more than a foot and a half long this was it? the final fantasy 7 sword <laughs> got a damn. buster sword and a half long a foot and a half long before fleeing into a residence uh hopkins was taken in custody out for the incident a neighbor told police she also swung sorted them no injuries were reported in connection with the incident she was charged with one count of assault on law enforcement one count of assault on two counts of brandishing a weapon she also has two unrelated warrants uh from another agency yeah she look like she be dealing with the police a lot mm-hmm. so i mean it kind of makes sense uh all right child that's it for this episode of the black guy who tips Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow when the grandchildren of Monique's of uh, son reply and tell us he ain't shit. But until then, I love you. I love you, too. Mwah. Mwah.